I created this uh, armor, this virtual armor of, of choice and belief and uh, creating an initiative. Um, so I had that armor on and I thought that armor was gonna be strong enough. When I got the ovarian cancer diagnosis, I put that armor on, but I didn't know um, that, that my uh, experience then was gonna be a little different, not a little different, but different, definitely different from my breast cancer experience. And so I couldn't use the same tools and uh, not, I'm sorry, not all the same tools. So what I did was um, when I cried my tears and I allowed myself to be human, that was like the oil that I needed. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by Been There, Done That, the reference manual where 19 cancer survivors share their experiences and speak directly to readers to help them cope and navigate the many challenges of treatments and living with cancer. Get your copy at Amazon.com or at AmorTraseski.com. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke. I'm joined today with Amor Traseski. Amor is a two-time cancer survivor and author of the book, Been There, Done That. Amor, how's it going today? Awesome, Chris. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, can you expand a little bit on your, your bio and, and let people know who you are and, and who you help? All right. My name is Amor Traseski. Uh, as Chris said, I survived cancer twice. Uh, I had breast cancer in 2013 and ovarian cancer in 2016. Um, prior to that, I didn't feel like I was uh, really healthy, although I thought I was strong, which is uh, um, something that is, uh, um, uh, doesn't seem right. Anyway, I, am, uh, um, I found myself, I found my strengths. I found actually what I call superpowers. I discovered a lot about myself uh, through the adversity of having both cancers. Um, I found health in the best way. And uh, that's what I would like to share with you today, how to get healthy from the inside out. Nice. I like what you said. So I, I'm curious about you. You didn't feel healthy, but you did think that you were strong. Uh, yes. And, and you, there's kind of a dichotomy there. What did, what did you mean by that? Well, um, I wasn't healthy in that I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating, I was constantly stressed. I was eating the wrong foods. Uh, I thought I could do it all. I was overextending myself. I was, uh, um, I was, a, um, I was a successful um, career woman, um, made tons of money, all that great stuff. So I thought I was strong um, because I had a lot of support. I had a lot of respect. I had financially, I was strong. Um, and so I thought, okay, I'm strong, even though I wasn't healthy. Um, I was trying to push back and not, but mentally push back, but I wasn't paying attention to my body. And so that's when my first cancer hit me. Um, it, it just took over my life. And so when I found out that I had breast cancer, um, I thought I had, uh, lost control of my life. Um, and 
my spirit was weak and I just let go. I just let people tell me what to do. And that is not strength. But I've since learned that there are ways to become strong and healthy, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a practice, um, but knowledge is power. And uh, that's what I would like to share with you. And um, yeah. What's the- oh, I'm sorry. I'd like to add <laughs> with yeah. the second cancer, uh, when I got the, that diagnosis, um, that which was uh, ovarian cancer, I um, uh, I knew I was strong by that time, but I didn't know how strong or how much stronger, because then uh, that's when I said, okay, I'm going to fight you, cancer, and I'm not going to let you take over my life or or kill me. Um, but cancer was it, the battle was really fierce and. Um, it surprised me in so many different ways, but through that challenge, I was able to find it within me to, uh, to, uh, focus and manifest my positive energy and get it through my body and not think so much about how I was dying from cancer, but I, how I could live fearlessly and with strength despite cancer. And there's so many ways to do it that, uh, where people think it's, it's complicated, which it kind of is because you're having to process that every single day and you're human and you have your ups and downs and uh, you have your pity parties, which you should have because you need to validate your humanity. But at the same time, don't unpack and live there. You need to um, uh, look at, pull your strengths from this energy that you create. Uh, when I, I say positive, energy input equals positive energy output. And uh, so through my ovarian cancer, I learned that there's, there are ways to create positive energy for myself, not dependent on other people. Although it helps to have other people support me, that's positive energy, prayers, uh, faith, uh, gratitude is huge, but it's a choice. And when you choose positive energy and you actually put it in the forefront, that means that anything that's negative and disempowering, you learn to fight that with your mind. And then when you are able to do it uh, with your mind and, and knowing that you're worth that health, uh, you're worth that strength and you have that within you, then you're able to manifest that um, in your body and in your health and grow stronger day by day. Just don't give up on yourself, just respect yourself. Um, uh, allow yourself to be human, but keep your focus on the goal of health and living life to its fullest. You said a few things that are really interesting. You said, have your pity party to acknowledge your humanity, but don't live there. And then you mentioned superpowers. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then I had a question about, is there something specific that you did or that you continue to do like a an exercise or anything like that, um, that gets you from that pity party to really harnessing your superpowers. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, when we have our pity parties, our, our mind is just flooded with all emotions. And when you're emotional in your mind and you're, you're down on yourself or on the world or, all, all, or life, you can't think straight. So the pity party is good in that it allows you to cry and get all that, that emotional balloon, um, it get it 
out of your system, deflate that emotional balloon. So once I'm able to deflate that emotional balloon and think straight, then what I do is I start looking around and saying, thank you. You know, thank you for being alive. Thank you for everything that's around me. Um, uh, the, the, the table, the chair, uh, the sunshine, the curtain. And when we say thank you, uh, uh, it's, it's so empowering because it's such a positive thing and it brings you back to reality and to what you have versus what you don't have. So when it comes to the disempowering um, conversations that we have in our head, uh, say, for example, um, not being able to lose the weight uh, or not being able to gain the muscle that I want or keep on the diet, um, I allow myself to say, gosh, Amor, you know, you can do better. Um, and sometimes when I'm uh, feeling the side effects, uh, the, what they call the permanent side effects from uh, cancer treatment, I, you know, sometimes it's, uh, I look at uh, where I'm going through, I sometimes I don't feel that strength, but then I allow myself to say, okay, uh, let me, let me be with that feeling of weakness or that feeling of fear. Let me just be with it and then take a deep breath and then release it. And when I release it, that means that I have now a clearing. Every moment is a clearing to start again and, and not just say, oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, just like little by little, step by step, because that's realistic. And every little step that is achieved is an accomplishment that encourages us to move forward day by day. So never give, never giving up on myself and always being grateful um, is something that is that we can do after we process through that pity party. Right. Never giving up, taking it one step at a time, always being grateful. And and I like what you you alluded to. That gratitude could be even as simple as, hey, I'm still alive and I'm still able to show gratitude. And, huge, huge. You know, I'm not yeah. I'm not done yet. It really depends on what you focus on, right? Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? This gratitude, um, I just heard, uh, and I don't know, some maybe some of the viewers will uh, would know her, but she's Nightingale or, Jar, uh, or Jane Marskovich or uh, Marzuski uh, from America's Got Talent. Uh, when she told the judges uh, that she had uh, metastatic cancer and that she had 2% chance to live, Everybody would think 2%, oh my gosh, that's terrible. But she says, no, 2%, that's awesome. I can still live. And so that 2% is something that you cling to. And so it, when I was in my, one of my lowest lows, when I thought that was it, that was the end of me, I remember just crying my heart out, coming face to face with death and saying, okay, I am going to die. Don't know yet when, I'm not dead right now. But okay, so what am I gonna do between now and my last breath? And that's when I made a pact with myself to say, you know what? I don't need all this negativity. I don't need to waste my time in, in um, uh, pitting myself all the time or, or anything negative or being down on myself or thinking I'm weak. I'm gonna grab a hold on life and live it fearlessly. When I, when I ask for something and someone says no, you know what, I'm not gonna to cling to that no. I'm gonna look um, elsewhere for the yeses. I'm gonna look elsewhere for encouragement because it just means that wherever I looked that said no, that wasn't meant to be, you know, for me. Then I can just, just but 
but it gives me that, I, that's the superpower of saying, it's all right, I'm not going to judge myself. It's all right to just move forward with um, where I wanna go with my goals and try different ways of getting to that yes. And sometimes maybe what I'm looking for is not meant to be, and that's okay. So to be, to have cancer, to get that diagnosis of cancer, even though initially it was a shock, I've since learned that to get a diagnosis of cancer is not a death sentence uh, when it comes to your mind and your spirit. My body, I remember my body felt like it was dying, it was gonna go, but I said, well, I'm going to, I am still alive, I'm gonna really make it the best life I can with joy, with positivity. I'm just going to enjoy my life. Um, not easy, but it's still, when we look for the positives in life and our possibilities in life, we're happier. Why cling to giving focus on the things that bring us down? It doesn't benefit us. It doesn't benefit me. It's, it may be part of reality, but if it's something I can do something about, then I'll do something about it. But if it's something that is outside of my realm of control, like negative people who don't want to be positive or negative situations, then I'm not going to cling to those things. I'm just going to move forward with what I can do to create that positivity in my life and make myself strong and healthy and help others do that too. Right. And even that, even in that particular situation, there's a, you know, there's a negative person, you can be positive and grateful for the fact that you are that you have an easier time maybe of seeing the positivity and you're grateful for that ability. And I wanted to go back to something you said that, that hit me. It was very powerful when you realized that you are going to die eventually. And, and this, I think is one of the most powerful things that we can all remember because we all know it. We know we're going to die. Like I'd pretty much say there's a hundred percent chance that in a hundred years, we're both going to be dead. Yeah. So uh, we are going to die. It's just, you know, so, so why does this cancer diagnosis rock us so much? Because we have this perception that, oh, it's going to be sooner than I thought. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, okay. Or, or maybe we don't have the control over it. And then I wanted to say one thing, cause I know you and I have had this conversation a few times that the woman who had the 2% the chance of living, I put that in quotes because nobody knows. Mm -hmm. so, so one, even if the doctors are correct and she actually does have a 2% chance, great. Two people out of a hundred are going to survive. Might as well be me. Right. Uh, but secondly, um, I, <laughs> I can get really uh, caught up with this conversation and you know my opinion on this, but I'll let you talk because you're more level-headed right now, probably. <laughs> what, what is the, di because what, what is the difference between a diagnosis and a prognosis? Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, prognosis is more of thinking of the future of what it can be, uh, or what some people think it should be, right. um, like 2% chance or, or, uh, three months to live, uh, a diagnosis is more factual. Right. Uh, this is based on tests. And so, um, in the book that I wrote, then they're done that practical tips and wisdom from cancer survivors for cancer patients. Um, I've got 19 cancer uh, featured cancer survivors there who are some of who are still patients, 
some of who uh, have metastatic cancer, um, but they have, uh, the, the, their doctors have told them, you have three, you have, uh, three months to live, you know, get your life in order. And yes, they did that, but they did not live according to what the doctor said. They didn't say, okay, it's only three months and then I'm, and, and I'm gonna die. They knew that they can make the best of it. And with that positive energy that they created in saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to um, prove the doctors wrong. That's when they uh, were able to live uh, a lot longer. Scott, who is my uh, stage four metastatic colon cancer survivor, he's been, he's been in remission for uh, now 10 years, 10 years. And then uh, Reverend Linda, who's got stage four pancreatic cancer, she's had that, she's been in, not been in remission, she's still uh, undergoing treatment and it's been seven years and that's way past uh, what the prognosis, her prognosis was. And um, so if we, if the doctors say a certain thing, give, give the prognosis or somebody, we can still say, you know what, this is my body. And when you create that positive energy um, for yourself and you manifest it, your cells, you know, your cells, which is the energy, all of us are made of energy, your cells will listen to you. And when you look at the things that you can do, your spirit is lifted. Um, and your, your health is lifted, your, uh, your, your, the cells in your body, your, your organs, everything. And I, and I not being, uh, um, some people may think this is like, uh, foo-foo, not foo-foo stuff, but just jargon or whatever, but this is scientifically proven. Um, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's a, uh, a cell biologist. Um, he said, the moment you change the perception is the moment you rewrite the chemistry of your body. And so that placebo effect is real. It changes, uh, your, your brain changes when you change your perception on things, especially when you focus on the positive, like um, I, I, I want to live, I, will, I want to be strong, and I'm going to do everything to be strong. I'm, I'll do everything to be healthy and actually um, work on it and, and move forward, um, however slow or, or, or whatever pace. But, you know, when you uh, work towards a goal, that gives you a charge. That charge is positive energy. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that diagnosis versus prognosis. Personally, this is, this is where I think I... <laughs> I have some very strong opinions about this because I feel like, um, and again, everything I'm about to say is my own personal opinion. So everybody watching this, <laughs> you guys do what you want to do. But I, um, you know, I feel like it's the doctor's job to give me a diagnosis and it is my job to give myself the prognosis. And like you said, there are people who the doctor said, oh, you have three months to live. Oh, really doc? You're, you're a God now, you know, like uh, personally, I would, hope that I would tell the doctor like, Hey, uh, it's not your job to tell me how long to live. So whatever you're about to tell me, don't tell me what it, what's there. And I'll figure out what direction I want to go. Because like you said, you have people who were given three months to live and they're still alive years later. Uh, yeah. we, the, uh, Bruce Lipton, the biology of belief. I don't know if you mentioned his book. Oh, okay. In anybody who has not read that book, the biology of belief, it is, amazing 
and it's so powerful just about uh, about creating that environment in our minds and our hearts and our spirits uh, about where we're going to head. Now, I've never had cancer. I've never been through the battle you've been through. Uh, and that's why I say I would hope that I would do that. You know, hey, doc, give me a diagnosis. Don't give me a prognosis because my prognosis comes from here. And I think that's a really empowering place to come from. Now, I want to ask you a question. I want to turn it back to you because this is your podcast. Uh, <laughs> your first cancer versus your second cancer. You mentioned you were stronger the second time. Uh, do you feel like you kind of had a little bit more of a handle on that? Or if not, what was the difference? Like how, how did you start to develop your superpowers throughout the course of that time? Um, well, the, the breast cancer, because I didn't have any um, experience with cancer at all, the fear of the unknown was huge. Of course, there's all that, you know, you hear about cancer and death. So of course I linked that as it was like a death sentence. And so I gave up. Initially I gave up. And when I discovered that um, um, through an experience with uh, uh, 911, um, making a deal with the firefighters and then, and then they, uh, they, they actually worked with me, I realized that, oh, wait a minute, I actually can call the shots. I can actually still make deals. It does, I don't have to just follow uh, um, what people tell me. I, can, I still have a choice when I thought I didn't. So choice is number one. Uh, that was a, a superpower. And when I mean superpower, you know, it's like we have strengths. Um, and sometimes that strength is uh, uh, just a little strong. When it's superpower, we maximize that strength, really uh, make that choice, really act on that choice, really um, grab hold onto the choices that we make. The, the, uh, because it's, a, it's one of our freedoms that no one can take away from us, the, the choice to think differently or listen uh, a certain way. And so choice was uh, one of the superpowers. Um, but, and then when I, uh, uh, when I started making the choice to uh, let the doctors do what they needed to, to uh, get my body well. My choice uh, was in, in engaging with others so that I didn't focus on the negative uh, and, and my body failing me. I was just focused on um, getting to know the people, enjoying the other aspects of life um, and uh, living vicariously through them and then listening to music watching America's uh, uh, funniest videos. That was uh, a big, uh, uh, a big um, discovery for me. Um, and so the, the choice um, was huge when it, uh, with, when it came to my breast cancer. Now, when it came to my ovarian cancer, um, I felt that my choice uh, and, and feeling, um, uh, feeling strong, uh, and my belief that I was going to make it was going to be enough to um, help me cope with the ovarian cancer. But then physically through treatment, I was blasted. My body was weakened. It, it was pummeled and uh, I was fatigued. I wasn't sleeping right. The, the um, incisions from the surgeries, it, it was just, uh, it was awful. Um, and that's why I thought it was going to be the end of me. Um, but when I, learned that um, the, we can still be, um, we can still have fatigue and allow ourselves to, you know, cry it out. We don't have to be strong all the time. 
right. we have to allow ourselves to be human. Um, we um, then that's when I realized that I can um, uh, um, it, it's kind of like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back. So when I, when I got my diagnosis of ovarian cancer, I felt, okay, breast cancer with breast cancer, I created this uh, armor, this virtual armor of, of choice and belief and uh, creating an initiative. Um, so I had that armor on and I thought that armor was gonna be strong enough. When I got the ovarian cancer diagnosis, I put that armor on, but I didn't know um, that, that my uh, experience then was gonna be a little different, not a little different, but def definitely different from my breast cancer experience. And so I couldn't use the same tools and um, not, I'm sorry, not all the same tools. So what I did was um, when I cried my tears and I allowed myself to be human, that was like the oil that I needed uh, for my, my armor. And it's, it's an analogy, I don't know if you understand it. Um, uh, I, I, the armor couldn't be so rigid. It had to give. And that give, uh, allowing myself to be human is a, um, uh, is like a, uh, oh, it, it's like, you know, in, in bridges, when bridges are built, they, um, if you had it all cement without allowing it to be, um, allowing the bridge to sway or allowing the, uh, to, to be the, some flexibility, then the bridges are going to fall. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Flexibility, vulnerability, allowing flexibility, yourself to yeah. be human. Those, those are your superpowers. Yeah. So accept, yeah. acceptance is, is huge too. Um, um, because sometimes we, we focus so much on, okay, this is the way it's going to go. If it doesn't go this way, then we're, then, you know, we're done for, it's not going to work. Right, but rigidity, no, it, right, it, being very locked yeah. in a one way of going, yeah. Right, so if a bridge is too rigid, it's going to collapse. It needs that give, um, it needs that flexibility. And so we need that same thing too. We can be focused, um, you know, we can be disciplined, but we also have to allow ourselves to be human. And and also um, we can focus on, um, on uh, uh, being alive and, and, uh, and thwarting cancer all we want, uh, or not just cancer, but you know, whatever uh, uh, illness we have. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't mean that we can't be happy unless that, uh, unless we uh, were able to beat it, right? And, and right. That's, that's the thing. Um, so many people think, oh, I'm sick. I need, uh, that means that I have every right to be sad. Yeah, you do, but the, why be sad? You can still be happy despite your illness. There are many ways to focus on it. And if you, if you go down that rabbit hole of being sad and depressed through your illness, you're gonna, it's gonna get worse. And that's where the mind kicks in. That's where your spirit and that positive energy kicks in. Your, your, body, is, um, your body is material that's on the surface but it's the inside where your real strength is, where your superpower is. Um, and yeah, and, and so, so many other ways to find that positive energy um, in, in everybody, every, you know, everything, you know, 
sometimes you don't even have to look hard. Sometimes you do have to look hard. But if you uh, practice uh, looking around uh, and just seeing what you're thankful for or seeing what makes you smile, it, it doesn't have to be. Um, it's just part of life. Life is not rigid. Life is flowing. So life flow with flowing. life. Yep, yeah. yep. I think a lot of it depends on how you talk to yourself, right? Yeah, it, it's an it's also an attitude. Um, there, there's that uh, Bob Marley quote: "You never know how strong you are until strong is your only choice." Mm. And yep. um, and I I've found that. Um, but and the the reason why he said that was because you know it goes with the saying that adversity builds strength. But I want to add there, you know. Yes, adversity builds strength, but why wait until adversity strikes before we find our strengths? Right. Here's an opportunity to look for our strengths. And, and when we have a strength, like the strength of choice or the strength of kindness, faith, belief, gratitude, why just leave it there? We can make ourselves stronger and happier in life when we bring it up to the maximum and really believe, really embrace life. We have a, a health goal, really Go for it, because even though um, you know having a goal to be healthy uh, may not be easy, especially if like if I were overweight and I was trying to lose twenty pounds, and it, it's hard. It's it takes uh, a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of work, and work sounds like a, a bad four letter word. But um, the, the thing is, when we look, when we focus on the outcome and the reward at the end, let that be the one to charge you. And if we have what we call hiccups. Like when I fall off the wagon, um, I, I'll forgive myself and say, okay, Amore, you can do better. And just little by little, I'll, I'll still push myself or be encouraged by Bill or you know my friends, you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just little by little and, and uh, uh, allowing ourself, ourselves that give. So that's life. That's, that's the, the flowing of life. But, and life goes in one direction. It doesn't go back. So right. we can let, let um, go with the flow of life in that one direction as positively as we can, despite the hiccups of illness, of um, not being able to achieve our goals or you know, the different challenges that we have. Um, we can still flow with life and make it the best and make it fun too. Right, absolutely. I like what you said about you know, why wait for the hard times to come. I don't know if you know this quote, and I'm going to change the word men to people in the quote, but it's basically hard times create strong people, strong people create good times, good times create weak people, ah. and weak people create hard times. Yeah, it's that so cycle, isn't it? I don't think that's necessarily true because we can, uh, I, I do, it, it is true, but I don't think it has to be true because like you said, why wait for a cancer diagnosis to find your superpower? I think it's, it's incredibly empowering where you've, you and I, I think it was like a year ago or so, we were talking about how you can take what you've learned from cancer and help everybody. You don't have yeah. to have had cancer or be going through cancer right now to right. learn the principles that you are teaching, which I think is amazing. So I think that's a good segue to the last question, which is your motivational speech. You are, you're addressing a crowd of, let's say it's a, it's university students at graduation, or maybe it's a, a business and you're the keynote speaker. 
what's your one to two minute motivational speech to help them get the most out of their lives? All right. So um, a bunch of college students or universities, ever anybody. Um, life is short. It really is. You may be young and you may think that you have life ahead of you, a lot of life ahead of you. And so you take it for granted. We have that tendency to take life for granted. Don't take life for granted. You're, you're worth um, enjoying life to the fullest. Um, and when I say enjoying life to the fullest, it means uh, not just uh, laughter all the time, but learning the discovery of who you are. And when it comes to discovering, know that you're, you are gonna have hiccups, know that you are going to trip, you're gonna get bruised, but, and, and you're gonna get hurt, but that's part of life, that's part of learning. When you look at life as um, an adventure or even a misadventure, just look at life and embrace it. Everything is there for you to grow from and to learn from. And if you look at life with that attitude, with, with that perspective, then you can create your own, not, not for anybody else, but for yourself, create your own positive energy to live it to its, to its fullest. Whether you be, um, um, whether you have physical struggles uh, or struggles with other people, it's your life. And so, Create that positive energy. You have it within you. Get it from the sunshine. Get it from laughter. Get it from love. And give it, even get it from forgiveness. Um, wear uh, colorful uh, color in yourself. Um, just live life to its fullest as much as you can. Um, even if there's fear, fear is natural. But don't let fear dictate your happiness. Life is short. And so embrace it. And when you embrace it, you'll truly um, enjoy it and, um, and love yourself even more. 100%. Amor, thank you for joining us today. How do people get a hold of your book? How do they contact you? Okay. So, um, again, my book has been there, done that. Practical Tips and Wisdom from Cancer Survivors for Cancer Patients. And I have a website, uh, www.amortraseski.com. I believe it will be down in the banner there. And uh, my book is on Amazon. And uh, it's you can also uh, check it out um, on my website. Um, and yeah, um, uh, if you want to uh, contact me, it's all there on my website as well. All right. Sounds good. Well, Amor, thank you so much again, everybody. Amor Trusesky here today on Health in the Real World. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.